For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Open your Bibles with me to 1 John, 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 18 is where we'll begin today. And I pray that we make it to the end of the chapter today as we have a great message in store, some encouragement from God's holy word. Amen. If you was going to get an encouraging word, the best word that you can absolutely get is from God's word out of the Bible. And here we are in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18. The Bible says, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. We should not love one another just with words, you know, The old saying that words are cheap. You can say a lot of things and not mean them and not do anything about them. But the Bible says different, right? It it should not be a matter of affectionate words only. It should be shown in actual deeds of kindness and deeds of love. You know, true love is an action and it'll reach your feet and you're going to do something about it. And it's natural that when you really love somebody that you will give them something. When a man falls in love with a woman, he wants to give her a ring. He wants to give her a house. He wants to give her a good life. Why? Because he loves her. And that's how he shows her that he loves her by the things, not only the things that he says, but the things that he does. And so even God is natural that God gave us something. The Bible says in John chapter three and verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's what it says he gave. And so it's natural when you love someone to give them something. But if somebody says they love you, but they never actually do anything for you, or they never show you love in action and in deeds, it's hard to believe. You say, well, you say it, but you don't show it. And action speaks louder than words, does it not? Most certainly does. And the Bible says in that verse, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Amen. Look what we now in the next verse. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 19. The Bible says, And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. And it's speaking of the former verse, where it says, Don't love in just word or in tongue, but in deed, in actions, in other words. Do something for that person. Show them that you love them. And the next verse says, and hereby we know that we are of the truth. In other words, that when you love in deed and in action, you know that you're of the truth. 
and shall assure our hearts before him. You give your own heart confidence before God that, hey, I do love him enough to show him that I love him. In other words, to put my hand to the plow to prove my love, to show it to them. And when we love in deed and action, we give our own hearts, our own hearts, your own heart, assurance that we are a child of God because we desire to do those things. You say, I have a new desire in my heart. I want to give. I want to care about those people. I want to go out of my way to do something for them. And that, that gives your own heart assurance that, hey, I'm a child of God. I love God because I want to do something for him. And that's what it says. Listen to 1 John 5, 2. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. When you love God, you're going to love the people of God. When you love God, you're going to love his word. When you love God, you're going to love his commandments and want to keep his commandments. Amen. And that gives you assurance in your own heart. And that's what that verse is saying. And hereby we know that we are of the truth. Because why? Because we, we not only love in word, but also in deed and in action and shall assure our hearts before him. Isn't it great when you can give your own heart assurance? Isn't it a blessing when your own child comes to you and wraps their arms around you and thanks you for being their, their parent and thanks you for loving them and thanks you for raising them and thank you for sending them off to school and thank you for helping them with this and thank it. Hey, it gives your heart assurance that they love you, right? And you love them. And it's the same with God. When you work for God, when you love God, when you're close to God, it gives your heart assurance. And that is a great and wonderful and peaceful feeling. Amen. And that's a feeling that we should all thrive to have when you love not only in, in word, but in deed and in truth and in action. Hey, it gives your heart assurance before God Almighty. And it gives you assurance. And can I just say there is nothing that can compare to having the assurance of God in your heart, to having the peace of God in your heart that maybe you don't have much money. Maybe you do have a lot of money. Maybe you have nothing. Maybe you have everything. But listen to me, if you don't have the peace and assurance of God, then you have nothing in this life. Amen. Because all these things will be passed away. One day, your name will be called out. Your heart will stop beating. You'll stop breathing. And you'll stand before a thrice holy God. And listen to me, when you have assurance that you belong to him while you're here on earth, oh, what peace and joy and happiness that gives you in your heart. And the more that you show him in word and deed and action, how much you love him, the more more assurance you have in your own heart that you belong to him, that you are a child of God. Amen. Look with me now in the next verse, 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. The subject here is the attitude with which we come before God in prayer. You may have feelings of worthlessness. I'm not worthy. I'm unworthy. Yet God knows that you love him and that you love his people. He knows that you are his in spite of all your failures, failures, of all your flaws, of all your sins. Hey, he knows that you belong to him and you know that you belong to him. Although you may have those feelings 
of I'm not worthy of worthlessness or I can't do this because I've done that and I've dragged this sin around and, and I, you just don't know what I've done or where I've come from. But listen to me, God still loves you and he wants to fully use you. And so sometimes we've just got to let those things go. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. Amen. But when you give it to God and you say, Lord, I can't do it. I can't let it go. I need your help. And he can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit within you to accomplish that. Absolutely he can. God is greater than our heart in the matter of judgment. He most certainly is. See, we only know our sins in a very limited way. We look at sin, we have a tendency as our human nature is to belittle sin. Well, it's just a little sin. Well, it's not that bad, but it's, I didn't think it would cause all that. I didn't know it would do that. So we belittle sin. So we only know sin in a very limited way, but God knows sin and fully and absolutely. He sees the whole thing. See, there was nothing that somebody could do to you that you would cast them into hell forever and ever and ever. You would say after a thousand years, well, that's enough. Well, they paid their punishment. But see, God sees sin through a total different way than we do. Amen? He knows all that there is to know about you. God does. And yet he still fully and completely accepts you and loves you. He most certainly does. And so when you have those feelings of, I'm not good enough, I'm worthless, you don't know where I've done, what I've done or where I've come from, or I'm just not worthy of that, you listen to what the Bible says in Psalms chapter 139, verse 14. The Bible says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. The Bible says that you personally are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are one of a kind when God put his stamp on you and he loves you he knows every sin that you've ever committed he knows how messed up you are on the inside no matter how how good you look on the outside no matter how, how nice your clothes are or how nice your hair is or how nice your home is or how much money you've got in the bank or how much this or how about god knows you fully and completely but yet he still accepts you and he still loves you does he love that sin? No, sir, no, ma'am. Now, God still, he's, God sent his son to die on that cross to save you from the penalty of sin. And the penalty of sin is a place called hell. And so that's why Jesus came to die on that cross. See, it was a legal transaction. He legally wants to take your place before a thrice holy God. Just as if you were standing in court and you had committed a crime. And somebody steps in and says, your honor, I will take their place. Whatever punishment they deserve, I will take it for them, that they may be set free. You see, when the Lord Jesus Christ died on that cross, the Bible says that he ascended to the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And when he arose from the grave, the Bible says that he had the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and he had defeated them. He had power over them, that he had paid the penalty of sin. But you don't get it automatically. It doesn't just... I have a blanket salvation over the whole world. No, sir, no, ma'am. First of all, you've got to realize that you're a sinner. Realize that you can't save yourself. Realize that one day you're going to die. You're not going to live forever. Oh, how, my, how, how many people I have talked to who they run from death. 
in their mind. And that's why people at a funeral are so scared to touch a dead body because they don't want to be associated with that. But can I just say 10 out of 10 people die. We're all going to die. And so when you stop and realize that, that, hey, I really am a sinner. I've lied. I've cheated. Cheated, I've stolen. And you say, well, I'm, but I'm not that bad. I'm not in prison. I'm a pretty good person. I give to charity. I'm a, well, what were we just talking about? We see sin in a total different light than what God sees sin. And even a little sin is a major sin to God. Amen. And a secret sin here on earth is an open scandal in heaven. You see, all will be revealed one day at the judgment seat before God. He knows all and he will lay it out. Amen. And so he knows that you're a sinner and you know that you're a sinner. But the problem is you've got to realize it, realize that you can't save yourself. But what Christ did on that cross when he died and he arose again the third day and he beat death, hell in the grave. Amen. And that's why I know that I can put my faith and trust in him and the finished work that he did on the cross. And when you do that, it's just like a person stepping into a courtroom. And when you're guilty and he tells to the judge, I will take their place. I will take their punishment. You see, that's what Christ will do for you when you realize you're a sinner and you realize you need a Savior and He is that Savior and you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You repent of your sins, amen, and you put your faith in Him. That's when He'll step in and say, I will take their punishment that you may be set free, amen. Look with me now in the next verse, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 21. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. Here's a person who has a clear conscience before God. You see, when you're quick to confess and forsake your sins, your heart is close to God. Why? Because you're keeping sin out of your life. And that gives you confidence in God. You can pray with boldness because your own heart is not condemning you. Why? Because you're keeping sin out of your life because you're quick to confess sin. Your heart's not condemning you. And if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Don't remember what the, the devil does. He comes along and he shoots those fiery darts into your mind. He wants to do everything that he can to condemn you. You're not worthy. You're not good enough. You're sorry. You're no good. You can't be used. You can't do this. You can't do that. God can't do nothing with you. But yet God says, I can do great and mighty things with you if you will but obey. If you will but just listen to my words. If you will but heed the Holy Spirit that is within you when you're a saved child of God. Listen, God can do things with you. He's not looking for the high and mighty. He's not looking for the rich and the noble. He is looking for the low and the lowly. Amen. He's looking for you because he wants to use you to do great and mighty things. You say, well, what can I do? I can't do much. Listen, if you can just obey with what God has for you, if it's to cook a meal and take it to your neighbor and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, that is giant in the eyes of God. Oh, man not, might not think it's much, but listen, you're not trying to please man. You're trying to please God Almighty. And when you work for him, the smallest thing that you do for him is a major thing to God. Why? Because you are obeying the work that he has given you to to do. Amen. And what greater work is there in this life? There is none. 
But when you work for the one, the one who created it all, the creator of the heaven and earth, the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea, when you obey his word that he has put on your life, oh my, what a greater calling can there be? There is none. Amen. So just those little things that you think are not much, hey, they are huge in the eyes of God because you are obeying his word. Let's look at the next verse, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now, let's just stop right there. Just the first part of that verse. Doesn't that just sound good? And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Who would not like to have a prayer life like that? Just whatever I ask, I receive of him. Whatever I ask God for, whatever I bring before him in prayer, I receive of him. But it's not just that simple. You have to fold the whole verse out here. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. To keep his commandments is to abide in him. It's to live in intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's to live in intimacy with the Savior. Amen. And when we are in when we are in fellowship with God, we make his will our will. When you're walking close with God, when you're in the scripture, when you're obeying God's will, listen, you're going your prayer life is going to be according to what he already wants. And that's why the Bible says and whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments. And so when we're in, in fellowship with God, we make his will our will by the Holy Spirit. He fills us with the knowledge of his will. When we ask according to his will, we receive from him the things we ask for. Isn't that amazing that God fills us with the things he wants us to ask for, the things that are his will. And so when we pray, we pray according to his will, the things that he already wants, the things that he needs for us to do. And that's why he will answer our prayers. Amen. And so how, how important is it to keep God's commandments? How important is it to keep sin out of your life? How important is it to obey God when he has laid something on your heart, when the Holy Spirit has convicted you to, hey, help those people. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to give more. Hey, you should, because we keep his commandments. That's what the Bible says. That's why he's answering our prayers. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. So I ask you, how important is it to you to keep God's commandments? Do you want your prayers to be answered? Do you want to be close with God? Do you want to receive what you ask of God? The Bible says, because, because, because we keep his commandments. Listen to me. It is so important to be right with God. It is so important to keep his commandments. Amen. That way your prayer life is fulfilled that whatever you ask of him, you receive of him. And I cannot think of a greater thing to have than to ask the things that you ask of God, that you receive them. Amen. So let's be right with God. Let's walk with God. Let's talk with God. Let's keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. The Bible says, if you give somebody a cool cup of water, 
Amen. You will not lose your reward. So that, in other words, just given a cool cup of water, you say, I don't have no money. I don't have anything. But the Bible says just a cool cup of water and you will in no wise lose your reward. So just giving somebody a cool cup of water is a thing that is pleasing to the eyes of God. Amen. Why? Because you are obeying him. You don't have to have funds or a big name or a prestigious title. You don't have to have any of those things. God looks down at the lowly, and that's why he said that. Just a cool cup of water, and you will in no lot wise lose your rewards. You don't have to have anything for that. The only thing that you have to have for that is the will to obey God. Amen. Look with me now in verse number 23. Verse number 23. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 23. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. In this one little verse here, verse number 23, it summarizes all of the New Testament, does it not? It says, and this is the commandment, that we believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we love one another and, and live out his commandments, amen? There's the New Testament in a nutshell, in one little verse. Our first duty is to trust in the Lord. Listen to me, he doesn't say this is a good idea. He doesn't say you should. No, the Bible says this is a commandment that we should believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? It's a commandment. So if you haven't, you've literally disobeyed God. You've literally disobeyed a commandment of God. The Bible says, repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is a commandment that we should believe on the name of Jesus. Amen. And then after a person is saved, true faith is, is expressed in right conduct. We should love one another. You know, when you're, when you're truly saved, you will have love for the brethren. When you're truly saved, you'll have a desire to go to church. When you're truly saved, you'll have a desire to be under sound preaching. When you're truly saved, you'll have a desire to read your Bible, to get the sincere milk of the word. Amen. And that is evidence of saving faith. That is evidence of a changed life. And so it's a commandment to get saved. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of Jesus Christ. And I ask you today, have you ever put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? I don't mean you grew up in church or you've been to church your whole life or your daddy was a preacher or this, that, or the other. No, I'm talking about you personally. Have you ever repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and been born again like the Bible says? Because if you haven't, you have nothing. You just have a head full of knowledge. But but you don't have a heart full of Jesus. Amen. You've got to get it from your head down to your heart. And how does that happen? That happens when you realize that you're going to die and realize that you need a savior and do what the Bible says. And this is the commandment that we shall believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? That is what will save you from the fires of hell. That is what will save you from the penalty of sin in a place called hell. One last verse, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. Hey, keeping his commandments 
when you dwell in him and you walk with him and you tell him that you are his own, I belong to God. I'm going to keep his commandments. And it says, and hereby we know that he abideth in us. You see, the moment you're saved, the moment you're born again, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit moves in and takes up residence in your heart. And he gives you a assurance that you're a saved. The Bible says that his spirit, God's spirit, bears witness that our spirit, with our spirit, that we are the child of God. And see, that gives you confidence to know. And I ask you today, do you have that confidence? Do you have that peace? Do you have that assurance? Because you can have it today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Will you repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. 3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.